Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Discussions are a wonderful way to express and learn. Sometimes, it's the silence of forgiven and forgotten experiences that truly shape the self. We have with us today my mum, Surimala Manar, my aunt, Lekha Sishta, and Hani, one of my few closest persons. She and I have known each other for over 22 years, and it's been fabulous having her around. I'd love to share more about them, so please do read the contents of the description box below. We will soon have our website up and running. Um, we've started with our Facebook and Instagram pages. Do check them out. Now that sets the How are I can to That's why I love doing this. You know, it just makes me feel so good at the end of it. Okay. So the first question, it's a two-parter. Um, about marriage, what, what did you expect out of it? And um, after it happened, what was your realization from it? Okay. So, uh, you know, when I I got married uh, pretty late, actually, I got married when I was 22. But the thing is that I was at that time, I had been in love with this guy for over eight years, right before Mm -hmm. that. So I'd actually met him in school. So my expectations were um, very, I think, very idealistic, very Mills and Boone like, I think, I think that was uh, the approach I had. And I also believe that, uh, uh, you know, as as we as I went along, I actually grew with him, right? Because till then I was quite adolescent. And so my entire adult life was really spent in this love with him. And so when we finally got married after eight years and we didn't have any problems at all, both the families were very happy with it. And, you know, because we'd been family friends for a long time. But... Uh, uh, and, and the first 10 years, I would say, were really good as well. But then I think things started souring as uh, we started growing apart. So I think a lot of it was because of me. I grew differently. I, I kind of diverged a little bit from the kind of person I was earlier. By then I had done my MBA, you know, and then being one of the few girls from that kind of an institute, obviously, you already think that you're God's gift to man management and mankind generally. <laughs> so, um, you know, and then, and then finally, when you when you get uh, married and you find that you're playing second fiddle, a lot of times there are things that don't really work out well. And then as you your career grows, you also tend to believe that you can play a bigger role in, in a lot of decisions in the house. And if that doesn't happen for whatever reason, I think it kind of gets your goat. So I I would say that uh, I'm not saying that, you know, things were perfect on both sides. I think we both made mistakes, a lot of mistakes. But now looking back at it, I think that we need to get into marriage with our feet firmly embedded in the ground. We need to know it for what it is and not be in love with the concept of marriage, you know, concept of the wedding and dressing up and kind of having fun. And that does not last more than two days. Right. So after that is when it it really reality should strike you. And I think that's my advice to all the youngsters as well. I think 
the the realization that um, things could have been different mm-hmm. hits you a little late that's right. what i'd like to say and ma according to me uh, marriage is a gamble and uh, yes i got into it pretty late much later than aka uh, 26 mm-hmm. i was and um yeah it did not uh, we were not compatible so it didn't work out um, we did try we tried for six i tried for six years right uh, it didn't work out so we called it a day and then we walked out uh, i walked out with my little one <laughs> and yeah. um, the realization is um, i still would say that every one of us should go through this once mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's not so bad when it clicks and it happens uh, well for both mm-hmm. it is good it's a good thing to be in marriage with a companion to live a life that way with the children right it makes a lot of sense um especially when you look at the repercussions of a separation okay uh so i would uh, advise people to go through it with with this uh, clause that um, akka said that don't go into it for the glamour of it which lasts just for two days absolutely there is a law there is a very strong footing that one needs to have in this institution of marriage and um, yeah so my realization is this and i advise people go through it if it happens well nothing like it because a family is essential for the children who are there if you are single if without a child then um, there's no problem at all with the child it makes sense to try it out as long as it can and then if it really doesn't work then separate and go forward go on with life That's okay it. okay um so honey i'm coming to you now because mm-hmm. you've had a different setup for a few years compared to me um you know so i wanted to understand your experience of quote unquote the complete family scenario um you so in this over the, during that period of time what was your understanding of the strengths and the weaknesses of having that kind of a setup with two parents a sibling mm-hmm. you know their families all of that yeah absolutely um i i think this again is just my perspective not all families function this way but i am really grateful that i had a wonderful wonderful family who were extremely supportive and i think um you know they are my biggest strength and also my biggest weakness um i am usually a very a happy go lucky uh, kind of a person 
I don't usually get very angry or frustrated with people outside, but they're the ones who actually get the frustration out of me. So it's like a love-hate relationship that I have with my family. <laughs> and it's absolutely, you know, pure. Whatever emotions we have, whether it is anger, hate, you know, sadness, happiness, whatever it is, it it just feels really pure. Um, I, and I saw my parents have a very, very happy marriage. Uh, right. I mean, of course, we had um, our ups and downs because dad's business would go down. There were so many financial crises and there was uh, this entire thing about, you know, whether I've, they need to put us through higher education and things like that. So we've had all those things. But whatever we had uh, at the end of the day, uh, you know, dad never got his frustrations home. He was always there for mom and mom was always there for dad. And. And th- that is what I actually saw, uh, you know, I thought, you know, when, when I grow up and when I get married, I want someone like that. You know, I want someone like dad. I used to idealize him. I mean, of, he was not like a perfect father where he would sit and teach uh, teachers or anything, um, you know, uh, or take us outside, uh, you know, just for the fun of it. Or he, But he did his best. And when I saw what they have gone through, um, I really love that about him. And I think there's one thing that I absolutely learned from him is, you know, forgiving. Uh, forgiving and forgetting, actually. Uh, yes. once you're <laughs> that's for- not easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that That's not easy, right? Like, you know, um, I know my mom. Um, I mean, you know, extended family, whatever. She had like a lot of uh, drama, resistance and everything from, you know, her her parents' side and uh, her in-laws or whatever it was. Um, and she went through a lot, but dad was always there for her. And, um, and I think that is something that I really looked up uh, to in him. So I have seen the bad, uh, bad in marriage as well, you know, outside, but... Mm-hmm. Um, with my friends and you know what they have been through right Um, yeah what they've been through but for me I'm still hopeful that you know I can someday have a a relationship uh, like my mom and dad did that's really nice that's really nice um I'm back to mom and pedams so we've we've all heard that having a child makes a world of a difference for uh, the parent uh, the individual uh, woman or man uh, what is your take on this? Well, uh, for me, children came as a complete blessing. Again, I waited for some time till I got, uh, you know, till I had my first child and then my second uh, daughter as well. So it was, um, it was wonderful. Uh, my ex was a was a very good father. He was very, very, um, you know, funny and um, very loving towards them. So I, I believe the children really grew in a very pampered environment. And um, I was the strict one, probably a throwback from my dad. And also the thing was that I was very serious about their studies. And, you know, so therefore kind of the whip was in my hand a lot of the time. So obviously children do play favorites sometimes and that does hurt once in a while. But, um, you know, this thing about children bonding the marriage, I really don't agree with it. I think if the marriage is bad, I think having children can only probably accelerate the sourness, right? right. So I think people need to really uh, uh, have a very concerted and a clear choice and understand each other well before having a child. That's one. Secondly, when when the sourness did start coming in, I was really happy to see that my children, both the girls, and this was after what, uh, 23 years of marriage that, 
you know, we decided to split. So mm-hmm. it was, uh, my kids were already much older, college and, and school respectively, end of school. So it was that uh, uh, the children really were my strength, my support for a long time. They um, they came away with me, of course. And, uh, you know, it's been great ever since then. So even till today, I would say that both my daughters are more my friends than my children. Uh, in fact, I'd like to correct that. I think they're more my mothers than than my children because the way they tick me off, I don't think anybody else can. Right. So, so <laughs> wonderful. It's a great relationship. I mean, I just um, adore them. And like I've always stated that, you know, in, in that 360 degree of the world, um, if, if 10% degree, that is your marriage is not working out, there's always a balance somewhere like, you know, yeah. having you people having the children, I said this last time as well, having the children was actually a huge plus point, and mm-hmm. gave me the strength to go ahead and do whatever I needed to do for their sake later. And I think that became the impetus for my growth. Because probably if I hadn't had children, I don't know, maybe I would have either stuck it out or maybe I would have probably just gone and stayed with my parents or something. But I think the fact that I had children, I wanted to take care of them myself. And I think that's when the real seriousness about my career and growing it really came about because I needed to give them a life that is... uh, at least equal to what they had with their dad, if not much better. Okay. Okay. And Ma? Um, for me, uh, marriage is, um, is a bond, which is uh, very nice mm-hmm. when everything goes well. And to have children, likewise, I would also advise the present uh, couples to take time to have children, understand, have a better footing. They need to really understand each other before they can have kids. And uh, me per se being as when I became a single parent, I was also going through a lot of trauma. Right. And uh, the fact that uh, we didn't have parents it made mm-hmm. it a little difficult at that time. And because uh, I was backed by a wonderful brother. Right. A, right. A pillar of support all the while till date. Absolutely. And yeah. he did everything possible to keep me happy, to keep me uh, in the family and that's a lot of thing that he would have also gone through when he has his own family to take care Mm -hmm. and plus to keep the sister and the child together in the family. Yeah. It's a big thing. So um, that was a blessing again. Then coming to um, children being uh, without one of the parents Mm -hmm. um, is actually a deal. Um, They, especially when they are growing from a very small age Uh with a single parent, it does have its uh, problems. It does have a lot of... uh, uh, 
vacuum it creates in the child okay unconsciously it's not something which happens consciously but subconsciously the child is tormented from within okay. and uh, it's okay once the child has grown up and then in a way in a way it is more advantages but then this is not a general opinion it is an opinion from me what i have gone through there could be so many other people who have you know grown more comfortably had the children uh with us you know with a single parent maybe they were backed with lot of uh, uh, other people in the maybe. sense the first circle of the family like the grandparents from both sides or uh, it can be replaced by so many people but then it cannot be the same so many we have in our lives who are supportive who are there for us uh, who love us so they feel the pain they feel the pain so they want you to be there they want uh, to be of the utmost uh, support to us and to the single parent i mean ladies and the child so um, it is a deal it is a deal ultimately and um, but nothing can go so wrong that we don't move on in life that is what i spoke now is one side of it the other side of it is is fantastic <laughs> whatever happens how the, how we grow out of the uh, miseries the problems the how we come out of it is again a blessing is a fantastic uh, um, journey in life that we see which is not there in the in the ladies who are with the husbands and who are living a comfortable protected dependent life right you know, with the whole family so um in my opinion right now it has been a wonderful journey so far with all the odds wonderful yeah. i mean i got i was so um, carried away of listening to you i got taken back into my childhood <laughs> connecting connecting the dots and uh, trying to make sense of it but that was beautifully put ma and um, and yeah i mean over the years like you said that the vacuum kind of faded away and it just brought us closer together and mom has always been um always tried to be not only my mother but my friend my sister she's taken on so many roles um she looks like your sister she does doesn't she <laughs> <laughs> yeah thank you. And, thank you yeah it's been um, it's been wonderful um i'm going to come to you honey i did i mean I I I love the fact that you've completely enjoyed and respect uh, and appreciate your family life that you've had but if there was one thing even with how perfect it was if there's one thing that you would have at some point vouched to do differently when time came for you what would it be Mhm Um I think if there was one thing um 
um i would say you know maybe expressing love more um you know my dad again going back to my dad he was a very shy person okay we would literally prod him my mom doesn't want like you know diamond jewelry or anything like that she just wanted to spend time with him but then he was so focused on giving us what he thought would make us happy you know going out there you know earning for us and you know making us comfortable in our lives so he forgot to actually spend time with us and uh, i think that is what you know mom and dad always most of the time they had you know fights about that um so uh, and sometimes you know mom would think hey i i do so much for him i don't think dad loves me as much but then <laughs> i know deep down she actually knew that he loved her right. <laughs> of course yeah but then you know sometimes just saying hey you know what you're looking beautiful or, or do you want to go out i'll buy you a saree or whatever it is right mm-hmm. those small things um, i think make a lot of difference um i in a way uh, i think i'm a little bit my, like my dad um, and this is something that my sister tells me as well i really to i love her like love her to bits it's it's like almost like oh you know i'm dependent on her for you know for her to validate me or something like that you know i seek validation from her whether i'm a good person or not or whatever it is i'm like completely yeah. dependent on her and she doesn't understand uh, you know how much i actually think about her and you know whenever i'm going out and i'm all, all constantly thinking of her oh my god my sister is going to love this uh, but i she's been complaining about this a lot and i i sometimes i just see my comfort before uh, hers and i don't do the small things that she really wants you know maybe going shopping with her or maybe going to a parlor with her and things like that yeah. um and i think that is really important and uh, that is like a self reflection i i think i'm a little bit like my dad where i'm mm-hmm. not doing these small things that actually make people happy right. and maybe that is something that i should uh, change when i'm in that position you know think about the small things So honey you are mm-hmm. I mean you and uncle uh, you're looking for a potential partner right now right mm. so what are your expectations from companionship and marriage because mm. uh, as per my understanding marriage is uh, kind of represents the families and the ex- other like the external factors as well as opposed to companionship which is just um, you know between mm-hmm. the both of you um right so i don't want to be very philosophical but you know to me uh, a marriage it's it's like a holy union of you know male and a female and uh, i think you know in the pa- the entire concept of wedding and everything it came from uh, for, for a, from i don't know ancient times where you know they wanted to keep the bloodlines alive so that the property was in the same bloodline or whatever it is so the entire concept of you know tying a thali or putting you know a ring on the finger it all started with that but what i think marriage should be is you know a, about love you know it it's not necessary that you put a ring on it or you know put a thali you can you know, just say vows to each other or even if you don't say it that kind that understanding that trust and that loyalty i think that is what i am looking for in a guy and um and that that is what i've i've told them also and um I, i see i i've like literally spoken to so many people and uh, i've actually had like so many relationships in the past as well um for me you know the core values 
that that is important i really don't care if he's an astronaut and i'm a teacher or if i'm not doing anything or maybe even he's not doing anything and i'm like the person who's earning okay. i think all that doesn't matter your likes and dislikes i don't know i think these days people are like oh okay uh, we are compatible because we like to go on adventure sports or we like to travel mm-hmm. together we can travel together i think those are not what you should look for in a guy but whether you are compatible or um and because we are in india and family is an important uh, thing i also believe that family compatibility is also you know something that at least for my, for me i mean of course you can just live with the guy and you know have your own family or whatever like you know nuclear family and everything but for me coming from a family where you know everyone was really supportive whether it was my padda ma padda na or oh, a pinni or whoever it is everyone's yeah. like super supportive and everything for me his family is also equally important um because at the end of the day i'm going to marry this person and uh, he's going to be like you know i actually see marriage as this uh, ardhana ardhanadeshwar uh, swaroop where you know mm-hmm. parvati and uh, shiva uh, you know the re- uh, union of those two saying that yeah. you know shakti and uh, this one are equal so yeah. both of us are equal so and for i'm i'm obviously going to marry an amazing guy right and that amazing guy obviously comes from an amazing family so <laughs> <laughs> i respect the hell out of those uh, those people for raising such an amazing man and giving that person to me so that is what i look for so i'm actually looking for you know uh, the core values that is really really important to me um how he treats his family is going to reflect on how he's going to treat me and you know in the future maybe if i want a kid or whatever how he's going to treat us so like uh, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um come to the last Absolutely. question and uh, this is for my and pedams so you've both had as you've mentioned already challenging experiences with marriage but what are the three things that you'd like to clarify for onlookers who for better or for worse enjoy the constant self-serving bias when it comes to single parents women being single marriages that haven't done so well etc so i i think when i look at the self-serving bias uh, as it naturally happens we attribute tend to attribute the positives to ourselves and the negatives to the other person uh but you know this again changes for instance if you have low confidence in yourself uh low self esteem you tend to actually take on the guilt of things onto yourself right and therefore you say you know things should have been better i should have been better at it this should have happened and therefore that i think somehow our indian culture tends to nurture that bit of the self confidence a lot you know under self confidence a lot more mm-hmm. and uh, uh, so i i think that is something that i would like to reaffirm i think i'm sorry if it sounded like we like i am not um, you know espousing marriage not at all i think marriage is a wonderful institution it's just that we haven't seen too many of the wonderful institutions ourselves mm-hmm. but um, you know if it does happen it's great and i i just want women to be able to make sure that they have and hold themselves in better self esteem so that they do not take the blame unnecessarily within themselves or even if somebody is passing it on to them they should not take the blame on themselves if things are going wrong they should try to get things right 
and um, you know like in my uh, my circumstances yes i did not have a choice really uh, of walking out because it it was thrust upon me and therefore when the breakup happened um you know it was something that uh, like i said you feel disempowered and i would like women to feel that they are empowered enough to make the choice themselves if it works great stay with it if it doesn't work they should have the choice to do what they need to do and they should not, it should not be forced upon them uh so that is as far as the ssb the self serving bias is concerned and to women themselves i would say can you go ahead and uh, make sure that you know you know what the alternatives are it's not easy like uh, suri had just said some time back uh, being separated or divorced unfortunately the stig- the stigmatization that happens in our indian society is such that it doesn't make it easy right. for a single woman who is living alone and trying to make her life in the world um yeah. it it's not at all uh, uh, you know a, a bed of roses and i would ask women to know the alternatives to weigh their choices very very carefully before they finally do whatever they have to do even staying in it or not staying in the marriage they must be able to do it and they must be able to build themselves up financially economically emotionally they must be able to you know sometimes what really happens is when you look at the self serving bias also because of the um, indian culture we tend to take on that guilt so much um, on ourselves that that becomes the emotional wreck right you know the wreckage that that the baggage that we are carrying is because of that ssb that that uh, the self serving bias that is there all the while the attribution of failure that happens to ourselves we tend to submit to their that, uh, lower expectations of us yes and therefore what what tends to happen is you know you you kind of uh, uh, carry that baggage along with you and it only weighs you down so my advice to young women who are embarking on this journey of marriage is first please make sure that it's your choice and you know the alternatives both sides make sure that you are strong yourself emotionally financially economically you're able to do whatever you need to do even in the marriage it doesn't need to be only when you're out of the marriage even in the marriage you should be able to have that strength to continue to power yourself and don't feel disempowered so those are the three points that i would like to state from my point of view and ma uh, my um, my opinion is more or less the same as uh, uh, my sister mm-hmm. um, there's nothing uh, because she has covered everything now i am i'm lost i don't have any extra points <laughs> <laughs> so um yes you need to be extremely uh, well footed foundation you have to have your foundation strong and uh, be happy pray love and laugh and uh, take your lives seriously and not so seriously too have some um respect for yourself your life your uh, perspectives about marriage whatever it may be everything has to be has to have a positive outlook and uh, plus with the, all these uh, good qualities you you should be able to manage your a uh, single life or your married life that's yeah that's i mean because i've life. seen i've seen both of you again i'm going to stick to my bias uh,
Thank you for joining us on this journey through dear memories. Next week, we're coming back with a more upbeat topic about generational changes. I'm sure there's a lot to say about that. Till then, stay safe and spread the love.